down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this 128th episode of the Art of War Down Under podcast. My name is always Adam Camilleri. And we are here to continue our three-week journey through this new shebangabang life meta 9.5 edition of Warhammer 40k, which we all love, bemoan, judge, whatever. Whichever side of the fence you were on, how you doing? Welcome to the part two of this three-week extravaganza. This week, I am joined by one of my most favorite of people. Um, I call him Tony. Please don't do that. I can't clean up the mess if you do as well. But is Anthony Vanilla. Welcome to the show, mate. How you doing? I'm doing great, Adam. It has uh, been a very interesting set of changes we've been given here, and broadly, I think they're okay. Uh, I think one shiny new golden child got to skate untouched, which makes me a little sad, but mm-hmm. aside from that, I think broadly they're pretty good. It's it's weird to... Well, so we'll get into first impressions uh, in a minute, but it's weird to hear people who... As soon as we heard out just anything with, that there was dramatic changes, everyone was automatically negative. And now everyone's come up from negative to about neutral, everything's different. I have yet to hear somebody who's like, oh my God, this is great. Um, so we'll, we will see if there is any of that to be had as we journey through the Minotaurum Field Manual for the first first half of 2023. But for those of you who do not know, Art of War Down Under is a two-part podcast where parts comes out on Tuesday mornings for your uh, auditory enjoyment. And the second part is for patrons only over on the Art of War Down Under over on Patreon. That is now the only place you can get the part two of this podcast. Should you want to go over there, please do. The people who have jumped over and migrated over from the website or have signed up to me recently enjoyed the uh, Balanced Data Slate review I did with Matt Morisoli the, I think, two hours after the Balanced Data Slate went live. So I did release that one early for them, and I will do that where possible for people behind the paywall. Might not always be possible, but that is something that they were able to enjoy. Should you want perks like that, and should you want the entire other half of the podcast, which for myself and Anthony today will be talking about the biggest winners and losers, what the new meta is going to look like, what Anthony's excited to run. And I've also left a little section in there for Anthony to rant on something if he wants to. So if you enjoy Anthony's voice as well as mine, come over and join us there. All right. All right, Anthony, tell us about if people do at the end of this enjoy your voice and want to hear more, where can they catch you? Oh man, there's a whole bunch of places these days, Adam. I do. Uh, I feel the, like I feel like you've evolved into into a into a, a better version of myself, younger, um, <laughs> possibly more fit and able-bodied. But uh, yeah, where can I catch you? So I one of the primary things that I do is that I'm an art of war coach. Hello, you're listening to Art of War already. That's the thing I do. I'm a coach. Um, I can teach for any of a whole bunch of armies. Please reach out to me if you have any questions. Uh, the other one, the one that I'm mainly listenable to on, especially publicly, is StatCheck. Um, so StatCheck is a weekly podcast that we do over top of a website that we have um, where we talk about the meta. We've published the, I mean, if you're pushing into the competitive field, you've likely seen it all over the place. Um, our website is stat-check.com. Uh, you can check out the any number of offerings there. Uh, the main thing that people tend to go there for is the metadata dashboard where you can see how a faction is doing, into what matchups it's doing well, which matchups it's doing poorly. You can filter it down based on the player of the faction and their opponent's experiences levels. Um, just bringing pretty like unprecedented level of stats integration to the game of Warhammer 40,000. Additionally, 
There's also a, two different forms of rankings you can check out there, because as we all well know, that you know the ITC system is pretty awesome, but it's a little bit flawed sometimes. So we rank people by ELO or a different factor called CRS. The CRS is used to weight someone based on their ELO, weighted by the strength of the faction they play. So you can see faction specialists shine there more than you would in other areas. So it's a pretty interesting setup. But that's the stat check stuff, and that's most of the ways you can listen to me. Fantastic. There is just a few now. You've really, like a duck to water, mate. <laughs> in like 12 months, you've gone from, hey, how you doing, to a nobody, to a coach, to you know being absolutely prolific. It's awesome to see. Uh, but jumping in, first impressions, my dude, of this Minotaurum Field manual. So the MFM itself has some things about it that make me a little nuts. Um, I didn't... Death Guard was kind of our canary in the coal mine here, right? Yeah. Like, we saw the the free weaponry and kind of what that did for the faction in terms of making them viable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was not thrilled that that was the method they chose to buff them, even when that happened. And I was like, all right, well, maybe, maybe they won't, you know, just hit this real hard. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> uh, they, like, head forehead punched that free stuff option, didn't they? Yeah, they just, they didn't even use both hands, they didn't use both feet, they just put both hands next to the button and slammed <laughs> their head into it. But um, they, they did this very selectively, though, didn't they? Because this could have been just, why we could all just be playing with power level, why aren't we, who cares? But it's Yeah, not. it definitely looks that way for some armies. In fact, for... Space Marines, it would actually be worse for them to play with power level because their power level's never gone down, right? But their True. points have both gone down and war gear made free. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a lot of cases, it's, you know, there's a, definitely a bunch of scenarios where there's been free war gear added to fairly mediocre units, and it's not that big of a deal, right? I don't think we're any like any more likely now to see like the proliferation of the tactical Marine. <laughs> but... But, on something yes. like a Devastator Marine, a little different. Correct, absolutely right. Those are just two examples of units that, you know, in some ways, the rich getting richer through through all this, when we get to the sum total of different factions, some of the rich getting richer, and some of absolute paupers going from rags to riches. Just some context for how we're going to be going through this. I don't know if you guys have been listening to us long enough to have listened to the previous time we did this, but this will not be an exhaustive review. We don't have that kind of time to go line by line through all of these. We're going to hit some of the biggest winners and losers from each faction and then give you our impressions of how the faction did overall, like whether this has been a net positive or net negative change for said one. So expect 10 to 15, possibly even up to 20 minutes of content for each faction as we go through. Could be as little as a couple if not much has changed. Case in point, Death Guard when we get to it. But, my man, starting off with Space Freaking Marines. They are the first here. Give us your thoughts. So, Space Marines benefited a ton from both what we have here, the data slate itself, mm-hmm. and some changes made in Arcs of Omens as well. And the like, the confluence of factors is basically that your boys, Adam, the, <laughs> the boys of the first, are back. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, in addition to many others, I mean, I've seen people getting excited about just about every freaking Space Marine variety you can get excited about. Exception, uh, one or two exceptions. But, I mean, I've heard people throwing out white scars, iron hands, hell, Imperial, just say Imperial Fists. I said the poor fists, like they didn't get the clap. Yeah, they didn't get the help they needed. (laughs) No, I mean, still, they could, you could argue that if Heavy Bolters become one of the best profiles in the game, they're cool, they have some of the best Heavy Bolters, but that's about it, right? 
Yeah, right. That's the edge case world they live in. <laughs> yes, that is exactly. I mean, had G Dub unnerfed their um their doctrine, they would be pretty up. Yeah, they'd be back they, at it. They'd be absolutely up there. But um, biggest winners uh, unit wise in the in the Space Marines book has got to be the Inceptors, right? They went from literal maybe in a very edge case you saw one unit to holy crap, do I own eighteen? And when can I get eighteen? Yeah, they're super. I mean, inexpensive relative to what they do now, right? The, I mean, they essentially went down twenty percent, um, and that's huge for well, a squad like that, that that expects to take casualties when it attacks. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so being able to be okay with losing some of them is a big, big deal, and the damage output from them. I think there's going to be some amount of people that have forgotten. Um, like early in the edition, they were like, "Don't bother rolling levels of damage." Correct. Correct. Um. So I'm very, very curious to see how much their strength has kept up with Codex Creep. Um, but that, yeah, it's been a huge, huge win. A lot of the things in the the fast attack slot in general for Marines, actually, uh, attack bikes went back down, which is a big yep. deal. Well, the, um, so attack, the, the overall points stay the same, but now the multi-melt is free, right? Yeah, and... In my eyes, an attack bike automatically comes with a multi-multi strap to it. Correct. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there, there are literally heaps. I mean, you pointed out Devastators. So Devastators, are the only piece of war gear Devastators will pay for now is a multi-melter. And they went down to 23 points, I believe, per model. Um, yeah, down from... Yep. Uh, so Devastator Squad... Arc so the base 20, cost of a Devastator went up five. They went up but, five. Yeah, but now everything yeah. is free. Yeah, all the things are free, including the Cherub, which is a yep. big deal. The Sergeant can get a bunch of random nonsense weapons, too, which doesn't hurt. Um, so, yeah, that like change in general makes the overall cost of the unit go down a whole bunch. A whole bunch. I mean, th- we talk about Space Marines become one of the mainstays, or, hell, Guard sticks around with all their tanks and things like that. The Multimelter versus Grav Cannon becomes a, well, do I want to pay 10 points, or do I want it to be, like, 5% worse in output? Yeah, and yeah. the things like that become become a real real weight rating option. Plus, if you don't know about the data slate, you get to stay in Devastator's Doctrine all game. So Devastators just get yep. multiple turns of efficiency rather than just being turn one we drop everything, and then if we did the job, that's cool. You just yeah. you know a turn two drop pod, turn three drop pod become really viable again. There's the obvious uh, Lovecraftian horror in the room from the old days as well, which is the old Iron Hands, uh, dude. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. So, I mean, we, we talk about Iron Hands, we talk about vehicles, right? One of the one of the actual net losers from this is the Redemptor Dreadnought, funnily enough, who stayed at 85 points. Doesn't pay for its war gear anymore, but 85 is, without Armor of Contempt, um, I think is just not good enough. Funnily enough, I think the Invicta Warsuit is just better than the Redemptor now, because it's freaking 45 points less, has the Infiltrate option, starts up the board, has almost the same or guns, if not arguably equivalent guns yeah i mean it's just so easy to get guns for marines now that like mm. the ability to get something like the macroplasma is just like i don't know whatever yes, um, yeah. true like which is crazy because i would do horrible things to have access to the redemptor chassis and csm in CSM, exactly <laughs> right exactly right <laughs> well, you got decimators but eh. oh don't nah, don't hurt me nah, like that I, in I public won't, adam won't, come won't, on bro it's a little jab it's a little kidney jab just there um, <laughs> one of the huge the, uh, the, the other one I want to shout out is Eradicators. Eradicators out of free strat reserve with free heavy melter rifles Dude. in Iron Hands is big damage in Dude. a tank meta. Like, doing that now is like a 2 CP 
yeah, plus, huge investment. Plus CP yeah. to put him in dev if you wanted to. Like there is a lot to make that happen right now. But now they just do it all for free, full efficiency. I think they're about sixty points less when it's all said and done. Fifty, somewhere between uh, fifty and sixty points less. We yeah, because well, the... you save five points for multi rifle. The multi multi is ten points free. Yeah. You know, now. Yeah, big so, big deal. Big big deal. Um, next one I'd like to point out is finally, finally, the Gladiator chassis is not a joke. Hey, it's cheap enough. They did it. <laughs> Dude, so this thing came out at the start of ninth edition and it's it's gone down in points almost like clockwork every like yep. six, six months to 12 months. It has just gone down by somewhere between 15 to 20 points, you know, to, in totality, sometimes five. Yeah, sometimes it goes ten. down in points yeah. like on cooldown, <laughs> like every time they can. <laughs> and they weren't takeable until like literally the other day. And now yep. they're the bee's knees. Tell us about them. So they're again. This is another unit where the free strat reserve is a big deal. Um, with armor of contempt going away, they do die to anti tank shooting as quickly as you would expect them to. Mm-hmm. But they're not fragile when they're coming off of a board at a weird angle and then lighting you up with an unreasonable amount of shots. The mm-hmm. Reaper, I believe it is, yep, kicks out just like an ungodly amount of shooting. Um, in Dude. a world where it's very easy for Marines to pack on like, killing your big stuff easily, right? Because they have Eradicators, which are, like, arguably one of the best units in the game at doing something like that. They have, you know, an Iron Hands, the character Contemptor, that guy's a real jerk. Um, All sorts of ways to kill your big stuff. But what normally is kind of annoying is killing your little stuff. Well, enter the Gladiator Reaper. It's quick, it shoots an insane amount of shots, because all the the supplementary guns are free, between Mm -hmm. the Rocket Pod and the Stubber and the guns it comes Mm -hmm. with. Um, it's a Primaris vehicle. We know them, we love them, they have too many guns on them. Same as always, right? Correct. Um, the ability to come in off a of board edge and just be like, and all your trash is dead, is a huge deal for them. Agreed. 24 shots, strength 6, will be neg 2 in Devastator Doctrine. And of course, if they're playing in Iron Hands, they're going to have a huge swathe of stuff to buff that up. You know, double wounds oh, yeah. on 6s, etc., etc. et, cetera, just- et cetera. No, no buffs. It's threes reroll ones, right? Like, yeah, correct. Threes rerolling ones are strength six neck two. Like take take it's it's totally totally good. Um, I yeah. do want to. I haven't heard many people talk about the fact that everyone lost their freaking mind when we had a two hundred and fifty point Hecaton Land Fortress as a possibility in the that game. Was silly. Um, the Repulsor Executioner is now two hundred and fifty points. Um, yes. Or every gun you can strap on that thing. It, the 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 big mech's wet dream, Repulsor Executioner, is alive and well. Three of the bastards for 750 points is just it could very well it be, might a thing be enough again. now. It, you like it's hard to say it isn't, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I mean for that price point for the amount of DACA it brings, it's oppressive. Like it, it like, um, unbelievably oppressive. Uh, yeah. Any other losers? I've got one. If you don't, oh fire away. Hellblasters, three point a reduction of net of three points. Not when, enough. when they're knocking one third the cost off Inceptors, which essentially is the plasma equivalent. Like if you want to take, yeah. uh, if I want to take plasma as a Primaris player, I take Inceptors or I take Hellblasters. Hellblasters are ten points less for literal half the shots, less toughness, less less wounds. Cannot innately deep strike, but can be put in strap reserve, uh, and less damage potential ceiling. Like two d three shots versus either two shots or three shots or one shot. Like it's just a bit stupid that they didn't go down a couple more. Yeah, and especially, like, you know, even without access to external buffs, like, again, you play Dark Angels, I know, like, the the Hellblasters will just never see play in a different chapter, right? Like, there's just no reason. Correct. Um, A weird loser in this setup, even though they do generally benefit from this, I think is Vangvets. Uh, I don't think 
it's just they didn't get any discounts on any of the war gear that really matters for them. Yep. Because um, all the things you want to take on them just, you know, didn't cost anything. Oh, we missed a gigantic winner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're still not done talking about winners and losers, but yeah, lay it on us. Yeah, uh, I was just scrolling through the list and was like, wait a second, uh, Terminator Assault Squads. Yeah, boy. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So 33 points don't pay for anything. So that's 33 points a model with a Thunderhammer and a Storm Shield on all 10 yeah, guys. Is... Like, and Armor Attempt went away. Oh, who cared? Never, never, never They gave me anything anyway. Didn't even know him. Didn't yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. So 100%, that is a huge freaking winner. And then I've, seen, I've heard people talking about 30 freaking Terminators in White Scars now. Like, I believe it. Yeah. That's terrifying. Absolutely. I don't want that smoke. Yeah, 30, keep that away from me. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, that is that is a terrifying prospect, and I'm here for it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, that's um, very serious. Another cute one we wanted to talk about is Stern Guard Vets. 20 points per model now, and don't pay for any upgrades. If you want to. Yeah, they have to, a pretty hilarious weapon access repertoire. Yeah, man. Yeah. If you wanted to I didn't take, even know what this unit was. Well, the thing is, though, like, so the the idea here is that if you wanted to take Devastators, but you you or you wanted to take you, or you didn't want to take the heavy support as your Arcs of Omen thing, you could do right. pseudo Devastators via the Stern Guard unit because you could take two heavies and then just combis on all the rest, even just in a five man. So you can just do that if you wanted to, and they're a really cool option. Yeah, I've seen people talking about using them to fill out the second drop pod, which is yep. a funny statement. Yeah. Um, so you have two Devastators in the one, then you have Devastator Stern Guard in the second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I-, I like it. I think it's amazing. Uh, a weird not winner for me is regular bikes. Um, I've been a huge, oh, yeah. I've been oh. a huge proponent of them in all my Dark Angels list, like three by three regular Robsec bikes. They stay the same. They stay, yeah. I mean, they they don't. It does, from the looks of things. They they you know get all their war gear like you take two three man with two flamers it's free two melt two melted guns it's free but still thirty points per model in a world where just about everything else went down uh, I think so net loss I think yeah I think it's just not worth it to really mm-hmm. run them again especially comparing to their chapter cousins in Blackwing <sighs> or Ravenwing Knights exactly right who are we'll, we'll get to those in a moment we're gonna we're gonna TLDR our way through the um the supplements uh, quickly because that'll take too long otherwise but. Outriders, <laughs> you, 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 were you going to take a biker? Well, pay five more, take an Outrider. Um, yeah, the Outriders are awesome now, which is great, because I've loved them from the rip. I'm happy that they're good. Me too. I, I wish I could take bigger squads. If I could take three by six, I might just do that. Uh, yeah. They... Because a three by six, they'll actually be enough to merely wise to in, in warrant giving them like a chaplain, giving them like a chapter master buff on the way and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, three by three for thirty five points a piece, really good, really good. Um, all right, I think we should move on from there. Unless there's anything else we've you, you can think of, we've uh, overtly missed. Uh, nothing super crazy offhand. Uh, there was a lot of people making jokes that rhinos were going to be free from marines with everything else, but I'm yeah. glad we did not end up in that world. That's because that's the full uh, battle, eight, seventh edition battle company world where you know, yeah, you that's took the a, old days, right? Took a troop, got a free transport with them. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Templars, anything really of note here? I didn't see anything super crazy that I feel like is going to be like night and day changing for Templars. Like they got the same fairly generic discounts everybody else did. Uh, Hubbard going down is kind of funny because that guy yeah. was insane at 160. Mm-hmm. So at 140, he's like just better. Dude, um, it's kind of funny that the firstborn squad isn't <laughs> cheaper than it's, the. It costs more. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't really uh, know what happened there. G Dub is just pushing you in a certain direction, and it's not hard to see which. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Promo Sword Brethren having free upgrades, 20 points, uh, 22 points per model, having free Thunder Hammers, free Lightning Claws, free Power Swords and stuff is is a thing. Um, yeah. Which could, you might see them finally see a table. There is an argument here. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't done much research into it, but somebody said is, uh, had asked the question in a chat of whether or not the multi-melters were free upgrades on vehicles for Black Templars. Because they're not uh, listed it, here in any good? in any facet. Because um, usually I would assume they're free then. If if you can, then I think they make the best impulses in the game. Because you can make a hundred oh, yeah, hundred point impulses, which is guns, little little efficiency guns hanging off them every every which way. Uh, I mean, just, we've seen we've seen transports plus anti tank weapons be real good in the ye olden Drukari before. Absolutely. So. Well, th- these guys will have you know a sky a a neg two all game at twelve shot heavy stubbers like. There's just ton, tons of little guns here and there. Or you can take the missile launchers. I think they're actually quietly good for, for Templars, but it really goes against what Templars want to play. So we'll see I how that ends up. I think there's a world where you can run, like, 30 Sword Brethren in, like, five of those boxes. That's kind of what I was getting at. Well, Sword Brethren, you can only fit you can only fit up to six in each, so it'd be three by six, or maybe two by six Sword Brethren, one unit of I'm Blade saying, Guard Vets. I'm saying you just combat squad your, oh, your, three, your three tens, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you have, like, one that, like, runs around on the board or whatever. Yeah. But, like, in the five, you have, you know, all the stuff. And that's, like, only that's a thousand cute. points. That's cute. I actually like that a lot. That is pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. Jump it down. Blood Angels, I think. Oh, oh my boy. Well, Armor Contempt did more for this army than anything else. So their loss is going to be felt here more than everywhere else, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, um, losing armor contempt for death for Sanguinary Guard is super sad. Um, but it's just a matter of, like, you know, the point buffs help, but I don't know if they help enough um, in terms of, like, or in combination, again, referring back to, like, the other things these are in concert with, with losing Fury of the Lost, taking away one of the things that made Blood Angel so good. Correct. Um that it's really hard for BA to go up from this. However, BA have really, really, really good plasma inceptors. I was about to so, say, yeah. So they did get something from this. I just don't know if it's enough to make. If you're a Blood Angel like main player, like if you're just like a, a BA one trick, um, then I think there's definitely a lot of room to still play them. I just think that if you're a Marine generalist, I don't know that this is necessarily where you go now. Yeah, agreed. And um, unfortunately, unlike everyone else's special characters and all the other supplements, uh, yours didn't go down. Like only Mephiston went down, and well, and Gabriel Seth went down as well. But and Seth, <laughs> yeah, Seth, Seth's a bad man. He problem his problem is getting in there is the issue. Yeah, uh, if you can get Seth to melee, he's a monster. Mm. However, <laughs> well, so here's a big one. Death Company went up two points, but now don't pay for much of anything. So this is a net gain for Death Company if you wanted to equip them out. If you had your, you know, five Death Company with four hammers and stuff, this is a net. Oh, yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big yeah. deal for them. Is that enough to keep them afloat? You reckon? I think you'll take a unit still. Like Blood Angels always should take a unit of Death Company, right? Because if you're like Forlorn Fury, will win you games. Just like two out of six games at a big event. Someone will make like a minor deployment stake and then lose the game to Forlorn Fury. <laughs> yeah, so fair. like that's just a thing that happens. But you should always have them because the threat of it makes people deploy differently. Because if they don't, they get death companyed, and that sucks. Um, so yeah, I think that you'll always see a unit at least one in Blood Angels. They might be cheap enough now that it's worth just taking a bunch anyway, and that's maybe why Fury of the Lost went away. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to know exactly what the theory from GW was there. There is a cute, so here's a cute, funny, funny ass uh, list you can do now. So these are not good units, but a Bile Predator costs you 110 points, no upgrades. Um, sure does. You could take three of those and three Reapers and three Gladiator Reapers and just have 
assault cannon yeah, everywhere just oh yep. you thought you thought shuriken cannons were a thing no let's introduce you to the to the fury yeah. of the, the twice as cannon. many shot version yes uh so that is a cute thing it's not gonna, you're not gonna do it but it's cute um jump it down to dark angels which you know uh, i hate to say it but one of the biggest winners uh, I believe out of this, out of the points changes, actually a net loser out of the detachment changes. So we'll have to see what comes out in the wash, whether which one which balances each way. Um, yep. What do you make of these changes? I think Archangels are real good now. I think they have a lot of opportunity to polarize the meta, which is kind of interesting. Because mm-hmm. um, like a very real thing you could do now is just take 50 obsec terminators and be like, yep, correct. what's up? Yeah, correct. Um, and... Uh, Everybody teching to be like, oh, armor attempts gone, and uh, the Terminators just laugh at the gun choices yeah. you make. Uh, you took shurikens again, pff, still taking two ups in cover or, or or whatnot. Yeah, exactly. They're just so dense <laughs> mm-hmm. that it's hard to do something about it. Like the Deathwing Terminator squad being able to take the missile hats as well as Thunderhammer Storm Shield is yes. like, oh boy, yeah. oh boy, oh boy. I've got thirty, um, and I've already perfectly realized that you know I could take two two cyclone missiles, five Thunderhammer Storm Shields, and five guys with Bolter Power Fist. Is just a beautiful thing. It does everything. Yeah. Combat squad, however you want as well. I'm at the start of the game to whatever configuration. But in addition, all their characters went down. Azrael at 140 when it gives out the four up invuln aura and chapter master and gives you two CP. It's kind of ridiculous. He's insane. Um, He's nuts. Uh, the big mistake, I think, was then putting Talon Masters down by 15 points, 60, 160 points for a Talon Master that stays in Devastator Doctrine all game. I think I think people have forgotten how ridiculous that can yeah. be. Talon Master is going to be absolutely insane correct uh 30 point black knights is what you were saying before right how big a deal is this sir uh i think it's huge because i think it lets you fill out the ravenwing detachment in a way that is comfortable because otherwise you wouldn't really be able to because you run out of fast attack slots so quickly yeah um but having access to the black knights in elite slot means that you could take like 30 black knights and i think that's actually a legitimate list is like 30 black knights nine attack bikes and three vengeances and I think you just get people off the board before they can do anything to reasonably respond. You are not you are not incorrect, mate. It is uh, an oppressive amount of firepower. Both their planes went down, which if we didn't know the about the arcs of omen changes that they can't you know start on the board and such, right. would be busted. Would be totally yep, totally insane. I agree. I'm actually yep. quietly quite high on the Nephilim Jet Fighter. Um, 150, 155 points for what is essentially sixteen heavy bolter shots plus two strength seven neg four missile shots. Is mm-hmm. so it essentially rounds out to be eighteen damage two shots coming out always in devastated doctrine. It's kind right. of cranked for one hundred and fifty five points, but we'll yeah, that's if, the bullet spray variant basically, right? Yeah, but we'll see if it's enough to keep them off the board with the the uh, the changes. Mm-hmm. So net absolute winners, Dark Angels coming from uh, yeah. Mister Dark Angels Crushed himself. It. Here's the next one, Death Watch. This is these points aren't accurate, are they? Because huh. something else has happened. Yes. So Death Watch were almost the most broken thing ever. <laughs> yes um but thankfully we got what we got so <laughs> well, um i think they're still really 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 powerful um i think that however they lost a lot of the things secondary wise that made them very good in arcs mm-hmm. um not all of them like they still play shock tactics and odes very really well. well yeah that yeah they can still well. sit in devastator and just mm-hmm. launch missiles at you like that all works still um but yeah, I think that they're good. I think that like Deathwatch always has like some absolute big brain genius that's like, and this, and then it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have Denise for that, right? So yeah, we do. <laughs> um, so I think that it just depends 
on what people dig out and find. Deathwatch always have the upshot of like all their stuff is obsec, always pretty much. Right. Yep. So it's really hard. Like when they're good, it's really difficult to like push them off points. Their uh, librarian spell comes back now mm-hmm. with the loss of, I think, anyway, if you're going to play Deathwatch. You put a librarian in because Wrath of Magnus is gone and yep. T Sons are largely looking like they're going away. Yep. So you can have a big giant Death Watch unit with a five up feel no pain and always strikes first. And that is annoying. Sick. <laughs> it's sick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Death Watch are huge winners. Not they're not we I, I was of the opinion, and of course we had no foreknowledge of this, G dub, realizing they had just put a world ender, a game ender in in Death Watch, because they were gonna have like twenty-eight cyclo missile launcher shots a turn. In, in some conservative lists that were getting up to 700 right. points of free war gear in effect. So, yeah. um, you but can, you can see it in the, the note that GW made where they were like, Hey, for death watch, this still costs points. Yes, exactly. Right. But I still think they're pretty big winners. They from where they were to where I think they are now. They're, they're pretty big yeah. winners. They're not, I don't I think they're agree. top of the tops there though. Uh, Imperial fists. Eh, just, just your characters yeah. went down. And I just don't think it's enough. I just well, don't think fists are very good. The problem with the fists is the rules. The points ain't going to change the fact that they're rules. Yeah. They they literally have none. They probably could have done something on that note, like into into the theory woods for a second, Adam. Sure. They they probably could have done something like they did with Death Watch to Imperial Fist, just in the other direction. Yeah, your stuff is cheaper. Like take take Dev yeah. Sense and yeah, just it's cheap, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them a little bit more. I think that like or like Dev Sense have core and fists. I don't know if that mm-hmm. breaks the game. I didn't play when Sense were good, but like yeah, yeah, you know, like, something like that. Give them better fortifications. That'll do it. <laughs> oh no, no, not that. Anything but that. <laughs> anyway, um, Iron Hands. We know how they're already good. Huge. Well, Iron Father Ferros, I believe, went down in points. In addition, down fifteen, baby. Down fifteen, and uh, that's going to be a thing. So yeah. The thing with Iron Hands is it's always that like that struggle, right? Do you play Iron Hands straight up, or do you play the you know the the Fucini, Innis, etc. Iron Hands of like you know the successors with the yeah. extra little bit of you know buffs and such? Well, you get to have relevant melee uh, as well as which, as well as you know top tier shooting, and that's always I think it's always going to be better. But if you do want to play uh, actual Iron Hands, eh, Iron Father Ferris yeah. might be back on the menu. I mean, Ferris is great; like he remains he is, good. He's good. He's really good. Like, undeniably. Yeah. Um, Raven Guard Shrike is down in points as well. I do actually quietly like Raven Guard, um, but I like them for a team shenanigan list. So everyone knows about the sticky objectives by now, yeah? Yep. Yep, what if yep. you just started on all the objectives, stickied all the objectives, and then in the same turn, left all the objectives? Yep. <laughs> and, made, and made your opponent walk into very you know, obvious traps uh, unavoidably or they lose the game. That's the kind of stuff I want Raven Guard to be able to do. Yeah, I think that Raven Guard, if the, deta- if the CP changes had not stayed where we only start with six and then mm-hmm. like, that's all we kind of get to work with there. Like you can make rather gross Raven Guard alpha strike lists. Yeah. But they yep. need loads of CP to fire and we just don't have that right now. That's correct. Um, another huge winner Salamanders. I think they're right up there again. I think salamanders are good. I think that so this is I think salamanders are are like neither necessarily a winner nor a loser. Salamanders are essentially to me represent just like marines, you know, they're like marines plus, right? They're just good mm. stuff marines. And I think that when marines are awesome, salamanders are just them but better. But I think that in a position right now where marines need to lean into a particular strength to really compete at the top level, that salamanders don't quite get there cuz they're 
them being Marines but better has not kept up with like the codex creep that's happened. That's a totally that's my theory. Anyway. Yeah, that's totally a, a fair point, mate. And also, in addition, when you say they're just brain plus better, but you said that Marines need to tech into a specific thing, like you need to be oops or right. melee, oops or shooting. Um, it's very few, like literally only Iron Hands and Death Watch get to be good at both at the same time. Um, right. And then Death Watch only if you decide to let them charge you with their power fists. Um, yeah, you have to let the six-inch moving death <laughs> get you. Yeah. Oh, no. Ooh, oh, quicksand. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think Salamanders are quietly very good. I mean, best best melters um, in Space Marines by far, and if you are leveraging that, you can be very strong. Um, White Scarsies. This is an interesting one to unpack. White Scars is the best army in the hands of exactly three people. Fair. That's how I feel about White Scars. They're, they give you all the options in the world, and then you have loads of decisions to make in a game of 40k already. Yep. It's like, can you make 50% more of those and get none of them wrong? And that's how I feel about White Scars. <laughs> well, that's the thing, because they, they have um, possibly the second best Devastators, as in because you get to have in a Rhino, oh, move, yeah. move the Rhino, disembark, and do do whatnot. But the thing is, the issue with them is that they want to progress to, to Assault Doctrine as soon as freaking possible, so all their yep. melee just gets relevant. So the Devastators get worse over time, whereas Iron Hands stay top tier on turn five, on turn one, doesn't matter. Um, and yeah. Yeah, it's the, the the other question is White Scars with with Vang Vets possibly not being the go. Can White Scars be top tier? And I'm I'm excited to find out because aggressive yeah, Terminators cherry freaking ripe right now. Yeah, I think that all has. I think the biggest weakness of White Scars is that they are a very flexible army with a very inflexible set of tempo. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like they they can't hit the gas on turn one and that is always going to be a detriment in a in a game of 40k if you gave them blood angels level um doctrine manipulation they'd be cranked as hell they'd be so yeah cranked. i think they'd be great then yeah um <laughs> anyway moving on ultra freaking marines how do you feel about this conglom i they're like salamanders but worse i think like exactly. they don't really have anything that's like pretty uniquely powerful to them they I just kind of do they just kind of do like marine stuff, and it's mm-hmm. like pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not careful, you'll lose to a very high level player, but that's true of any army, right? Yeah. So Hunters. I don't think there's anything that makes them particularly better or worse. They're better by virtue of the fact that marines are better. Yeah. Um, 55 points for two. Is that 55 points per model or 55 points for the pair of Victrix on a guard? I think it's for no, the pair. No, there's 55 points now. It's the unit. Yeah. yeah. Man, I'd be taking. I'd be taking three of those. They're pretty good. Well, yeah, they're cheap and very annoying to kill. 165 points for six of those little buggers. They're, they're absolutely crazy. Calgar at 160 is also quite palatable as well. And Tiggy at 120, possibly the best um, best librarian you can make for a Space Marine army. Yeah. But whether his powers are worth it, and generally speaking, they're pretty... Oh, eh, they're not amazing. Um, they're a bit meh. <laughs> spacey Wolves. Big thing to note about Spacey Wolves is that uh, upgrading a Wolf Guard to be just a Terminator with a freaking Thunderhammer Storm Shield in every freaking squad is a thing. And it's big value. Yeah. Big freaking value, mate. How do you feel about these guys? So uh, I think they might, like outside of Dark Angels, obviously, I think they might have the best Terminators just by virtue of mm. flexibility. Yep. Um,. Because they're like the Space Wolf Terminators can take just like all the stuff. Like yeah. <laughs> they get yep. all the options in the world. Um, I think that Space Wolves, again, especially as successors, are currently not in a like a completely awful spot. Um, and I think that this only serves to make them better. Agreed. Um, some of the dreadnoughts going down is actually kind of cute. Like they're 
Um, they can make like real ridiculous venerable dreads with like free four up invuln shields yeah. and axes that make yep. them do D three plus three damage. Mm-hmm. That's so, the thing, man. That type of stuff is fun. Uh, Thunderwolf Cav are thirty five points per model. Please, yeah, just flat, right? Please like, let that no- be enough, right? <laughs> The cavalry keyword is one of the greatest weaknesses you can have in this game, so we will see. It's trash. Um, free storm shields on all of them. That's yeah, that's that part's th- awesome. Thirty-five points with a storm shield, like that can't be bad. Like they, like surely, surely this is enough, right? Um, yeah. If this once, isn't, then I don't know what will be. Yeah. Once again, um, also murder fang went down. I think long fangs are this got the same as the devastators. We know long fangs are still yep, quite thing. quite a dangerous option as well. Yep. Uh, and yeah, so moving on, I think I think Space Wolves came out really quite well. Uh, this next one, I think, in totality, is possibly one of the biggest winners in the game. We're talking about Grey Knights. Oh baby, dude! I kind of want to play Grey Knights next year because of I how. I mean, that's ex- your boys, right? Well, th- them. Well, I was supposed to be playing Knights, Imperial Knights, but I haven't seemed to have mm-hmm. painted many Imperial Knights. I'm actually painting Dark Angels again <laughs> to my great, oh, no. my great chagrin. But, but I'm playing. I'm painting. Um. I'm painting Horus Heresy Dark Angels, so uh, oh, actual yeah. pa- painting for actual Heresy 2.0 games. But nice. tell us about Grey Knights. So they they got a similar, better question mark treatment than Marines. Um, the Grey Knight units are just so much better than Marine units that it feels unfair to say they got a similar treatment. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, yep. uh, like the one-to-one comparison is just not fair. Like a strike to a tactical is not the same thing. No. Um, so, oof. Yeah. Yeah, it's night and day, right? Um, and I think that in combination with um, teleport strike—that's the name of the secondary, right? Mm-hmm. Becoming what? just bananas, teleport assault. Assault. That's the name assault. Of it? Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. Um, where it's like, did you do any of the Grey Knight stuff? Sick. Five points. <laughs> Five points. Uh, um, and, but so there is a lot of there is a lot that goes into me saying Grey Knights got good because they got good at every just about every level. At every level. At every, at every level. path. Yeah. Their, yeah. their secondaries uh, stayed the same. Got, some got better. Some got worse. Um, they get free guns, and you would say, "Oh, huh, their guns do nothing." But armor contempt's gone away, so the guns do things again. Uh, yeah, they mass, do very real things. <laughs> mass rend one, rend two, medium strength. They is this literal modus operandi for offensive profile um, at yep. range. So uh, it's, it's freaking huge, man. Um, in addition, did you see the FAQ that said that the the warlord trait works against demon involves now? Yes. No <laughs> demons die. So, Literal, the grand, one Grandmaster in Nemesis Dreadnought armor is enough to, like, just, just make that matchup good for you. Uh, yeah, you just launch... I mean, just take just take the big man. Take the man himself. Take uh, Drago. And yeah. punt, punt everyone into the sun. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I think these are one of the biggest winners in the game. I think Armbrick attempt to hurt them the least because of um, them having to be able to have cover in the open for a multitude of I think of it was actively ways. harmful to them. Like, it going away is a is almost entirely a buff. <laughs> Absolutely, exactly, because it was keeping so yeah. many of their options off the table uh, offensively. Right. The fact that you just get uh, a unit of five strikes for twenty for hundred points, and they have a gun, and they all have weapons, uh, or automatically, um, is yep. fan, is fan freaking fantastic. P- uh, purgation squads, twenty two points per model. Everybody gets a gun. Just everybody get a gun yep. for free. It's like psy cannons galore. It feels really good. Yeah, their terminators went down and have free guns. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot to be excited about if you are a Grey Knights person right now. Agreed. Um, they play the mission super well. They have. They're back to being able to just kill you. Yes, there's a lot of options. Like they don't have to punch you. I, I playing for the playing them at WTC. I was just like, I am not spending any points on a gun, and I'm not spending any points. Uh, I'm not taking any weapon except for a uh, a, a force sword because those are the only 
Yep. I'm taking storm bolters and swords. There was nothing else that was relevant, and all my damage needs to come from my libbies, my purifying flames, my my smites, because I don't have any anything else that's going to be good. Um, right. And now I'm actually questioning whether the the librarian, the super smite librarian, is even that valuable because you have. I was so going to say jokes on you, Adam. You're not paying for those weapons anymore either. Exactly. Hey. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair. Anyway, moving on. Next up, we have sisters. Uh, what? changed i'm looking at them there's not much red here to, to denote changes what changed sisters didn't really change a ton like uh repentia went up a little bit and i think zephyr went up a little bit question mark nope that didn't happen yeah they just i don't know they didn't really change much uh sisters have broadly i think benefited from a lot of these changes um obviously losing armor contempt in a world where there's about to be a lot of mortars mm-hmm. not great but in general i don't think sisters were super reliant on it it was almost like unnecessary that they got it in the first place mm. Yeah. Um, oh, Mortifiers went down. Maybe we'll yep. see the return of the funny skew build. Hey, the but... assist went down by 10-2. Woo! No. Woo! Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, sisters, sisters are a funny army, especially as a like higher-level player to interact with, because I've mm. played them a billion times, and every time I play against them, I just feel like they do a bunch of nonsense, but I just like hit them until they stop moving, yep. and then we're good. Yeah, that's uh, true. I mean, but net they're a weird army to play against. Dude, net changes for the for the meta list is that your pension went up two points per model. So yeah, and then like you get to cut your troops now because the arcs detachment exactly comes up. Right, it's actually <laughs> kind. It's like if you want, it's kind of a net positive. Um, yeah. So yeah, it depends how you want to build it. Do you know much about their secondary changes? Just off the top, off the cuff. Uh, oh, we will be reviewing yeah. them next week anyway. So, they don't, but off I the know cuff. a little bit. So, like, I know that leap is different now. You have to like actively sacrifice a miracle dice. It's not like that's use right. it on a thing. That's right. Um, so that's a big deal. Uh, Shrine went untouched, and I think the uh, like the sacred ground, like do a prayer one, is slightly worse. Mm-hmm. It's now one point if it's outside your object of your deployment zone instead. Of, uh, sorry, it's four points if it's outside your deployment zone rather than five. Okay, fair. I mean, it was very, it was, they were very strong secondaries. Uh, next up is another one of the big net winners, but for I don't think for the points changes. I think uh, for different reasons. This is custodies, and the points yeah. changes are virtually very little. I think it's literally just the um, the Sisters of Silence models all went down in points. Apart from that, everything else just and their venerable land raider doesn't pay for the hunter killer missile oh, anymore. Oh my freaking god! So everybody, write that down. Everybody, <laughs> just get on it. Three, yeah. three venerable land raiders with three with a hunter killer missile each. That's just the it's a bee's knees right there. <laughs> That's the sauce. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, their points just didn't change, and I, I'm no, actually I'm actually not unhappy about it. I think the the balanced data slate changes were more than enough to make them relevant again. And once again, same as Grey Knights, their shooting is good now. They're uh they're funny, right? Like the the you can play something similar to what I played against at Ovia last year. Uh, the uh, Hydars list, the like thirty shield guard list yes. is now like terrifying because it generates its own CP because of mm-hmm. all the uh, secondary changes. Secondary changes. So yeah, that's not super fun that it can use all its stratagems whenever it wants. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. they, like one unit per uh, like for every turn, you're not gonna get rerolls against and transhuman and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a nightmare. So yeah, it's really good. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that all pans out. But I think I'm broadly pretty hopeful for Custodies, and I think it'll. I think it's worked out that it's pushed them into more builds that are more interesting rather than yep. just like my bikes past their four ups. Yay! All right, all right, all right, all right. Everybody, clip and record what Anthony just said because you need to play it back to him at nauseum that he praised custodies and was hopeful for them. He wished them well, everybody. Like, I what happened? I, I hope. What I came hope over that you? they. 
Did you I hope that they evolve into a way that makes them interesting to play against? Because I hate <laughs> them so much now. <laughs> uh, that's not what you said. You're backtracking now. Um, no, I know. No, I know. It's fine. Uh, you, just, you just like you just like your play, people who play their armies to enjoy them. Um, yes, of course. Assassinorum. All the assassins went down. I think it's at ten points or twenty points. They're all ninety yes, points. Yes, sir. Each. They can be ninety points on my shelf instead of a hundred now. Yay! Moving on. Uh, arguably easier to take now in Arcs of Omen. Yeah. No, the same, the yeah. same, literally the same. No, it's the same. It yeah. didn't change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as long as you were taking a patrol or a battalion, literally the same. Uh, anyway, moving yeah. on. Um, Astra Militarum unchanged because they have a brand new book. Um, I'm really upset about that, but I'm just going to try and keep it moving. Yeah, there's no data. GW has decided they're doing things off data, and uh, there's no data for this book now. And I am terrified of the data that is going to come from this book. It's yeah, uh, it's going to not looking forward to that. It's going to be a problem, mate. Um, moving down to Ad Mech. Lots of changes. I'm, what are your thoughts? It seemed like these boys did pretty well. Lots of stuff went down for them. Um, I haven't played against Admech in God knows how long. I think but, the last time I played against against an Admech player might have been last LVO. So That's why. Nope, there was once. I played against them once in between those two points. So, yeah. Um, I think <laughs> them being back in the meta is cool. Yep. I think that their army like broadly would probably benefit from just like being one of the earlier books of 10th. Cause I don't think they did a super good job with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, as far as right now goes uh, in combination with the data slate changes, I think we could see cataphrons again, which is awesome. Cause I love that yep. model. Yep. Well, so the destroyers don't pay for their flamers or their plasma cannons anymore. So you can just have forty point destroyers with a plasma cannon, um, yep. which is not—it's not nothing. The the rangers and vanguard all cut. They all sorry everything in here that I'm talking about right now in the troop slot has a fiber pinball now as standard. Yep. And the the vanguard and rangers, broadly speaking, don't pay for most of their war gear. They do pay um, ten points for the aquabuses now, down from fifteen. A couple of other bits and pieces. The omni specs is, is down to five from ten. Etc. Etc. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of points savings here that could you could net you like twenty points to thirty points per big squad of Vanguard or, or Rangers, yep. which is nice. But literally everything went down. Like Electric yep. Priests at twelve points per model without Armor Contempt kind of feels not bad. Yeah, that unit's always a little scary to get shot by. My favorite unit in the game, uh, which is funny because for an army I don't even play, the yep. Sicarian Stalker went down. Yeah. You did. I love that unit so much. <laughs> Dude, it's it's pretty spice now. Um, dragoons, fifty points per model with uh, everything. Every so they pay five for the taser. So fifty five uh, with a taser goad might just yep. be enough with a five up invulnerable save. Um, fifty five is not much at all. You, that's that's nicely down with the uh, the vipers and the land speeders on the cheap. I wish they could fly. I wish they could um advance and charge, not fly. Fly would make Same. me nuts. So I would but make nuts. Yeah, I would. If they could advance and charge, they'd be legitimately worth their points. I just mm. think they have the same like. We suffer from awkward base sizes and being the wrong yes, keywords. Correct. Um, some other nice stuff. Um, on a good Doom Crawlers is just a square hundred points, no matter what gun you take, down a total of 15, 55, yeah. so 20 if you were taking the extra stubber. Uh, the Castellan robots. Are real bad to get shot by. <laughs> yeah, Castellan robots are down by about 20 points. Five points base, and then you pay, don't pay any. Oh, sorry. Anything for the Foster Plus. So only down 10 points. Because you only paid for one. You didn't pay for the ones in your fist, you paid for the one on the shoulder, yeah? Yeah, you would you, you would do the shoulder mounted one if yeah. you were going to do it. Though yeah. broadly, I think the flamer is probably the way to go on the shoulder. But yeah, mm. and then all the holy orders stayed pretty much the same. But literally everything went down for Admech. So yep. surely they're better. They have they have lost out in that the um 
the best part of their book previously, the veteran cohort is gone, but now everybody gets the five up in Vaughn, broadly speaking. So that could yeah, you be get part of it for you know for freezies, right? Yeah. Um, Imperial Knights, steady about unchanged. Unchanged Inquisition, unchanged. Never heard of them anyway. Your boys, CSM. Aww. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, Armor of Contempt went away. Mm-hmm. So surely they went down in points, right? Because they die like twice as fast. Well, see, what I wanted is for Termies and Possessed to go up a little bit, and then everything, just about everything else to go down, especially all the shooting options to go down. Uh, cheaper Blitz, cheap, cheaper Forge Fiends, cheaper Havoc, stuff like that. Tell us what actually happened. So what happened instead <laughs> is that, uh, let's start with HQs, right? Abaddon got a 50-point point increase, which I've said from Dude. day one, He like that's entirely stomachable. He's 50, he is, uh, he's 50 points more than Gilliman now. It's, he's, so, it's so funny. Yeah. He's also functionally unusable unless you play Black Legion now. Uh, or, actually, ironically, one of the non-CSM like armies in Chaos, because um, you can take him as an ally, mm-hmm. but actual CSM can't run him um, if you're not Black Legion now. Because he can't go into Supreme Command because you can't take those, mm-hmm. um, so you just like can't you can't play him in EC, you can't play him in Word Bearers and so on and so forth um, because of how the Legion keyword works. So that's fun. Um, a lot of other like random nonsense went down. Like no one in their right mind is ever going to play a Chaos Lord, in my opinion. No, um, I don't no think point. that's like that's not like a real thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Similarly, the Sorcerers are in the same spot. You can get everything that they do somewhere else. Um, so a lot of that stuff. All stayed the same, right? The one of the ones that's like most frustrating for me is that Marcus Slanesh went up. They did that wrong. Marcus Slanesh at fifteen was probably fine. The rest of the marks are pretty bad and probably mm-hmm. could have just gone down. Down, yeah. Um, and I think that would have probably been a better balancing factor for that, or at least Zinch and Nurgle, right? Those two marks in general. The past, yeah, yeah, past paying for them for the purpose of like getting access to a relic. You don't ever see them because mm-hmm. they're just not that good. Um. Funnily enough, your cultist mobs get flamers now. Well, that's kind of fun. Yeah, that's cute. That's cute. <laughs> um, Legionnaires got flat-free war gear. Unfortunately, the Legion that was set up best to take advantage of this was Bile, which got, in my opinion, murked in the data slate. Destroyed, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's not nothing, but it's not good. Does that so, make sense? I'm waiting to see World Eaters. If World Eaters come out and like they have good rules for Legionnaires, Legionnaires could be freaking nuts with free war gear. So, I don't think World Eaters have Legionnaires, right? They have Berserkers. They just, but so I, I sorry, I'm making some assumptions. I was assuming that they could do like the Noise Marine thing does for Empress Children. Empress Children could have the choice to take Noise oh, Marines as troops, or you take I Legionnaires with the other ones. But you might be right. Ass- I, we haven't seen it. Yeah, my assumption is that they'll work like Death Guard work, where Death Guard don't have access to like a base yeah. GSM. They just have Correct. dudes like T Sun uh, to take your rubrics. You're absolutely right. It's actually is most likely to happen. Yeah. Um. In terms of elites, this is where the the upset begins. Um. Chaos Terminators went up and got no access to free anything. You pay for everything just as much as you did before. This in a vacuum is fine. It just feels bad comparatively to Loyalist Marines, mm-hmm. right? So like the up. Loyalist Marine is sat over there with a rocket launcher strapped to his head <laughs> and like a free. heavy flamer in his left hand, a power <laughs> fist in his right, and that guy is 30 points, and you're like, yeah. what? Uh, so Chaos um, Terminators went up three points per model. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then like a couple of random things went down, right? Like the Hellbrute went down. Ironically, the Noise Marines just didn't change, and that was awesome. That's a net. Uh, oh, that's a bonus. That's a net. That keeps win. my specific boys alive. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, did anything change in fast attack? No. Uh, and I think Havoc's got some cheaper gear. 
Oh, all the not, Predators got cheaper stuff. That's cool. The Predators definitely did. But yeah, the uh, the Havocs stayed exactly the same. The Blitz stayed exactly the same. The Forges... So the three shooting options that I wanted to see become viable, exactly the same. Yeah. I think all of them could have gone down at minimum 10 points and been... Obliterators is the one that makes me the most sad. Because I think Obliterators should be 75, which yeah. is like significantly cheaper than they yeah. are. Well, we, uh, we just talked about nine, 85 points for a Cassell and Robot. At a minimum, that's a comparison that gives them some some yeah. reduction. And then, what, what's a dev, what's a Centurion Devastator? I think they're 70 with free with free everything. Yeah, just scrolling yep. back up to them now. Um, but that's what I remember seeing them as, and that's that's where that's where they should reside. 70 may be a little bit too less because obviously GW is trying to push, you know. Um, Space Marines back to being boys. viable. But yes, yeah, yeah. points per model with free everything for a Centurion dev, and you pay 20 more points for arguably the same, if not worse, a unit. I think it's worse. Like, I would rather be a Cent dev than an Oblitz. Yeah. Oblitz are quite. With meh. Free, with no, free, Oblitz do dude, punch pretty good, but with yeah. Free reserves, 100 freaking percent. I mean, the, Blitz, the only thing the Blitz has over it is Deep Strike, but now you need to reserve the Centurions for free and just come on in, in a perfect position and just ruin some stuff. Yeah. So that, that part in general has been kind of sad. CSM did see fairly large buffs in the new arcs pack but in general this has been this is the worst part of things like yeah. the points and the data slate for csm was rough all right moving on to a death guard H- how do you feel about this the death guard was someone i i wanted to see gw really shake it up for death guard and give them kind of a new playbook because i just felt like things have been really stale there for a very long time what ended up happening uh, i don't think they did that i think that like blight lords getting free kit is cool but not enough because blight lords Blight Lords don't have a distinct enough melee profile relative to Plague Marines to for that to matter um, yep. over much, in my opinion. Because um, Blight Lords, like Blight Lords, needed like to be like base damage to or something. Yeah, like they just don't do anything when they get there, and that's like really annoying. Like most of the upgrades you can take for them are guns, not melee weapons. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just like, eh. There's like pretty. There's pretty good reductions, like writ large across the army, right? But I think that all of that's just going to funnel into more of the same, which is just lots and lots and lots <laughs> of plague marines. Well, so there is some relevant stuff here. Um, so is it the, so? First and foremost, um, the way they build armies is a lot is a lot more forgiving, I think, for Death Guard, especially with all the elite characters getting just not taking up a force oh, yeah. slot. It's a very mm-hmm. very good quality of life um, increase for Death Guard players. Um, Mythic Blight Haulers going down in ten points and then not paying for any war gear. I'm not 100 sure. They're getting close. I'm not 100 sure they did pay for war gear before, but 110. They're pretty palatable for the offensive output. Five point drop on bloat drones. In addition, Armor Contempt going away, I think, puts the Flesh Mower very much on the menu for being viable again. Uh, in addition, you're right. The the Blight Lords just don't you could kit them with whatever you want and they're still not that chilly not or that shooty um yeah it, it's kind of weird if they just had power fist just give them power fist and they'd be freaking sick just literally anything yeah <laughs> like, i don't understand it's like they tried to make them so unique they made made them bad um and it's frustrating yeah, yeah they make me sad the uh one thing too that i'll note with the army is that like the um with the bloat drones like going down and not paying for the flesh mower and all that good stuff like i think that it's basically worth taking like two of those and then like your favorite support characters and then just being like points divided you know points remaining divided by plague marines, plague marines. and then um, whatever you got left if you got if you got an odd number left tweak you tweak them around and get as many rhinos as you can fit yeah exactly like a rhino or two it feels yeah. great in there yeah. um because at some level you will run out of board space because you can fit like 70 plague marines 80 plague marines now mm. um 
I was really hoping that there'd be something for Poxwalkers. Five points for a Poxwalker is still pretty good. I couldn't imagine them dropping, but five points for a Cultus as well. Maybe Poxwalkers could be a thing again one day, someday. No, they're not. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, not with the uh, <laughs> impending Iron Hands shoot fest we were just uh, talking about. Well, it's the the re- it's going to be the reinvention of the strength five, the mass strength five, strength six, medium rent, which is the, yeah. and the qu- we're going back to quantity over quality um, shooting wise, which is not the Poxwalkers friend. Uh, Thousand sure. Suns, my lad. Um, so the, the sad truth of this is that I think losing armor of contempt takes this army out of viability. Um, it, it was what put them over the top as a, as a top contender. I'm hoping it's not yeah. going to knock them out entirely, but you're right from them being, that's my current theory. Yeah. Um, so thousand sons are, they're a durability army wearing a jacket that says they're a psychic army. Um, <laughs> there's, their psychic phase is super important and they can do tons of damage in it. But when Thousand Sons are too frail, it doesn't matter because you just punch a hole in their army Correct. and then kill their characters. And then the psychic phase is way less cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, between the Flamer nerfs and the Data Slate, which obviously impacts them fairly heavily because that was the wombo combo of Dream, um, I think Thousand Sons have to move into a position where they're just like a like a run up the scoreboard rush army, basically Um, not rushing the enemy, but rushing the scoreboard. They're going to try and score their points as quickly as possible because they're not going to be able to stick around to the end game. Like they can now. I want to see a much more MSU um, T Suns build. Uh, One of the, one of the, one of the notable reductions is a two point reduction on chaos spawn. And I thought, I thought they do the, some of the best chaos spawn because they're able to give them so many defensive buffs in order to make 21 points for was it four toughness, five wounds. Um, Yep. Is pretty freaking amazing value, and if you can get mileage out of them, they'll do you a lot of work. But yeah, less less termies, more rubrics, more chaos spawn. Say maybe some freaking I don't know, enlightened. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. Like they have to it's use weird. like this weird trash to hold objectives that they're going to mm-hmm. replace later with rubrics, and mm-hmm. it's it's hard to get that flow in game state right. Um, yeah, it's hard to conceptualize what a mono T Suns list looks like right now when when you have like literally 900 points to re to readjust because you can't take Ungabunga Terminators. Um, yeah, right. One unit of 10, probably fine. Probably absolutely fine. I think they're still probably worth one unit because yeah. again, they're obsec, right? Like Correct. that's awesome. Like, they're awesome. still really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just it's, it's very difficult for me to get excited about them because I remember how quickly they used to die. Dude, absolutely. They used to just evaporate. Uh, World Eaters, there's just points here for Khan and um, the Zerkers. They haven't changed. They're not going to change. New Codex on the horizon. Moving on. Chaos Demons have seen a couple of small reductions and a couple of increases. So the upgrade for the Bloodthirster, that was the wound gating, has gone up to 50 points. But then a bunch of other stuff. Totally fine. You still take that. Totally fine. Um, What didn't make sense was the Lord of Change going up. Um, I wasn't being... The Lord of Change was a good choice. Wasn't their best choice? Wasn't their best anything? It was just a good, solid, well-rounded unit that only that didn't shoot but mortaled instead of shooting, and then it was right. comparable in combat to its points. You know, three hundred ten points. It's not bad in combat. It'll pick up five of some some you know obsec thing. Yeah, it'll kill like five idiots. Exactly yeah. right. That, that's all you want. It's three hundred ten freaking points. It now it's sorry. It was it's now three hundred ten points. I should say. Um, I don't know why it needed to go up, but it has. Um, a bunch of stuff has gone down. So screamers have gone down, flesh hands have gone down, blood crush has gone down, skull count skull counted at ninety points. I already thought skull counted was so good. good. I already thought it was freaking awesome at hundred. Ninety points. Please start taking them demon players and prove me yeah, I would take right. Three. Please prove like, me right. Yeah. What else you got here? Um flesh hands is huge. The real big winner here is something that I actually already thought was undercosted, is fiends. Yeah, dude. Um 
Fiends are nuts, like legitimately crazy for that price point. Um, they have core, which unlocks like the whole litany of spell buffs that you can put on them. Yep. And they're crazy fast. They also have a monstrous stratagem that's really annoying, where they can, uh, in the opponent's psychic phase, they can reject a 12-inch bubble minus two to cast. Wow, um, yeah. In a world where we're trending towards seeing Grey Knights around, that is massively annoying. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal, dude. Um, really big. Yeah, because it's their psychic phase, so if you position them well in your turn, they will not have an opportunity to remove them first. Mm-hmm. We have seen a huge reductions in the Nurgle side of things, like, you know, Rodigus, Grand Clean, One Beast of Nurgle, Plague Drones all look like they've gone down. Plague a Bear is as well, 130 points uh, for 10, 13 points per model, but sweet, merciful Jesus, they do nothing. Uh, I try desperately, Adam, to be a positive person, mm. but I'm pretty sure even nerfed like on most of the factions that I play, that I could beat four thousand points of Nurgle. Still, I I would not be surprised, man. They're not that yeah. durable. They literally they don't have any guns. Don't do anything, and they don't do any damage in combat. They are literal. You are paying points for a body, and it doesn't do it. it, it the game has gone well past that being anything. Um, yeah, really sad. You can't, it doesn't matter how durable you are when you get hit by two thousand points of the yeah, enemy every turn. <laughs> look, I think I think about their, their offensive output, and then I look at like a Lehman Russ. I'm like, one Lehman Russ has more yeah. range damage output than two thousand points of Nurgle demons, and it yep. is not even actually close. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they um, just didn't. They just missed what made them good or interesting or yeah. flavorful. Or, yeah. I don't know what happened when it came to Nurgle specifically in this book. Because, mm-hmm. like, Corn's sweet, Zinch is cool, Slanesh is good. Yeah. I don't know what happened with Nurgle. Nurgle, they've got no flavor. They're like, oh, cool, we're a melee army that's supposed to be durable, and we're not durable. They should literally. Yeah, we're very should, slow and not durable. They should get close to you, and you should take mortals. That should be what it is. Like, what uh, yeah. Mortarian used to be. Six, like, and nine inches away from a Nurgle demon, four plus take a mortal wound. Um, th- six inches away, three plus take two mortal wounds. You're in base contact yep. on a on a two plus take a D three model wins something like that like just to give them a reason to want to do a thing because right now once you deploy them uh, there's no good That's decisions it. there's no good decisions yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right chaos knights uh, pretty unchanged yeah yeah no changes generally better uh, the arc buffs were big for them and they were already a pretty good army um, but I don't know uh, they are they're going into a very hostile meta like we. Yeah, you know, as we noted earlier, card literally didn't get changed, and we're already quite sure they're powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, not optimal for the boys, but generally still a very strong army. Agreed. Um, into the Asuriani pile, um, Asuriani and Anathrahi, whatever it is. Uh, it's just yeah, <laughs> the corsairs. Uh, what changed here? Anything really stick out to you? Arseers went up, and then they shot Hawks right in the back of the head. Bad freaking time. Bad freaking yeah. time. There were a couple of things I could have seen gone. Could have could have seen go down here. Um, did anything go down? Uh, Shroud Runners went down, which like yeah, that boy. unit is awesome. I was very surprised to see that, but cool. Um, yeah, great. Shroud Runners is one of my favorite units in there. Um, is that Dark Reapers going down to 135 for five models that you still won't see? Yeah, they're just not good. I don't know how that happened. It was very funny, like because I on the, on my come up, I was in a Sean's meta, so I was very accustomed to seeing Dark Reapers, mm. and then being just bad now is like kind of weird. Yeah, there are uh, 135 points for five of them. Maybe there is a price point where they start getting attractive again. I'm not quite sure it's what that possible. would be. Uh, but yeah, Swooping yeah. Hawks at 25 points a model now. That's just uh, too many. That's yeah, a lot. <laughs> 
yeah, that's uh, that's like more expensive than Space Marines, right? Like that's a very expensive T three one wound dude. Mm-hmm. How many points is it possessed? Twenty eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Remember that's Chaos Spawn yeah. I just talked about in T Suns. That's twenty one points for that Chaos Spawn, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah twenty five for a one wound toughness three sweeping hawk. Uh, but yeah, net. I think net positive for for Eldar, by the way, because I yes. think all their guns just got banked, like just powerful. Um, in addition, the fire and fade every turn is actually huge. Yeah, Eldar, it's probably a net positive. Like it's a it's a net positive in terms of the changes. I don't know if it's a net positive in terms of like the meta shift, right? Because yeah. like you know, 150 points of a guard army invalidates the Eldari keyword, so. <laughs> It's a bit tough. Maybe Brutal. we'll see them move to mechanized builds. That could Brutal. be cool. Brutal. Uh, onto Harlequins. Very no changes uh, apart from a couple of little pieces. Uh, Harvester uh, of Torment, forty points. Uh, Mirror Architect. Yeah, Pistols got very expensive, but yeah. went back to full power. It did. So um, this is some stuff that people have been catching onto as we go. But there is a bunch of uh, quite buffs that happened to Harlequins that actually me and Matt did not catch. Because um, what Mirror Architect back on the menu as well as what was the um. The minus Harvester of Torment, baby. Yeah, the Super Jester so, is back. Yeah, so the way the Jester worked before um, is that like you couldn't, with the Warlord trait Favorite of Sigoric, you could not change a uh, hit to a 6 at range, mm-hmm. but now you can. Um, so that puts the Super Death Jester, who has, uh, when you roll a 6 to hit, you get 3 additional hits, back on the menu. Yeah, um, absolutely popping off. Yeah, that guy. Between that guy and having the Rift Ghoul, your your Jester's crush characters, and they hurt squads real bad too. Um, they're really, really, really good. And Mirror Architect being back means that you can do all sorts of jank nonsense, especially with Fog of Dreams making like one unit technically closer, but not quite. Um, there's a lot of nonsense that can happen. I am broadly pretty high on Harlequins, actually. I am real happy to see, because I, just going through the balanced data slate, I was like, these guys are destroyed. These guys are absolutely yep. nuked. The fire bin Vaughn I thought was going to be just a death knell. Just like, ten guys would walk up, rapid fire down a full squad of, 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 of ten yeah. troop. Yeah. Is Your troop die if they're in the open, but I actually think that if I had to play against guard with something of like the armies that I personally play, I think that Harlequins would be yeah. the one that I would first volunteer to try with. Because that was exactly right. Everyone was looking at Harlequins to be the balancing factor for Guard, for Votan, for things. Yep. And I was like, I was really worried if Harlequins just got put in the dumpster, um, we're going to really struggle for options um, if we go into a heavy, heavy shooting meta. Uh, but yeah, net changes on the the points is is a, is a net negative, but in totality, right. I think it's it's uh, neutral or a little bit positive. Funnily enough. The- they also just, in general, kind of do pretty horrible things to Marines, which are looking to be real popular again. Yep, yep. Well, all, um, they, all their guns the, are good, all their profiles are good. Like, every profile yeah, they've got is just good into Marines. A shuriken cannon into a Marine is a bad day in the office for the Marine. Hmm. Uh, moving on to Drukari. A couple of little reductions here, Witches, uh, Homunculuses, and Racks. Did the Racks go up? I think Racks went Rax up. Racks went up. Yeah, Racks yeah. went up one point per model, I think. Um, Racks went up. I think might have saved us from this utterly ridiculous horde meta that could have happened. Yeah, um, I wrote a Arcs of Omen list the other day that has 180 racks in it. Uh, that's with the changes. It would have had 200 without them. Yes, we don't. So, we don't want. We don't want this world. This is no good world. No, we. No one wants this world. My back <laughs> doesn't want this world because as a as a, as a full time teams boy now, yeah, uh, and a noted Drukari main, I do not want to have to play that. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, 
but but the biggest winner here is of course the beast master no never mind moving on yeah <laughs> they just didn't get enough changes i think maybe armor contempt goes away puts them in a good enough place i'd actually be really curious to see what soli thinks about Drakari now uh soli thinks they're they're, they're net better because uh, okay. of a couple of things, because mostly because their offensive profiles are good now. Like in melee, a witch and a blood bride is a freaking world-ending force again. Whereas you put, yeah. you tried yeah, to put they them just into you. We tried to put them into ten intercessors, and you're like, maybe we'll be okay. <laughs> maybe was, I'll kill six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was kind of ridiculous. Ichibaya now pff, the butchers they were before as well. Yeah, my boys, I love them yeah. so much. It's one of my favorite, uh, you know. Jumping down to the leagues of Votan, inexplicably, inexplicably, um, leagues of Votan saw some changes. I didn't think they would. I actually assumed there would be very little to no changes to leagues of Votan. Uh, what has happened on your side of things? So Zerks went up, which is good because that unit is absolutely busted. Three points um, per model, by the way. So it's exactly the same points you'd pay for a Terminator. Yep. I think that's fine. They don't pay for their hammer, so that's okay. I'm not mad at it. They can they can rot and being slightly more expensive and the list that I would play for Votan now still runs twenty five so yeah uh, um, so it was the champ and the Grimnir both went up the freaking Iron Master or his buff on the uh, the Forge Master didn't go up at all no, just dodging nerfs man just that guy's a hero best character in the game just didn't get touched yep nothing whoop whoop dodge slip and weave baby he, nice. he studied muhammad ali or something he <laughs> does not get hit um, um thunderkin went down Woo! yay now the uh official cheapest votan infantry squad is there <laughs> three true. heavy weapon dudes that's true um hearthkin warriors went up one point for model i didn't think that was necessary yeah, i mean they were going away with arcs anyway you're very unlikely exactly to run right. any exactly. if any of them well see that's the thing though arcs is actually really quite good to votan um Yes, because great the, your obsec pioneers, which is still the best unit in the book, uh, just gets to become your troops' choice essentially because they're already obsec. So you just take them as the yep. core, and you're off to the races. Uh, yeah, just keep it moving. Yeah, so I mean they could just very well have a list of eighteen pioneers, three units of zerks, uh, two freaking um, what are they called? The sagittars. Yep, they're elite choice. Oh, wait, are they elite choice? No, fast attacks. They're fast. Yeah, attack that's right. Because you have three units yep. of pioneers. Two Sagittar units. There's your five for your for your compulsory. And uh, you know, Bob's your uncle. Chuck in, chuck in a Hecaton. Chuck in Zerkers. Yeah, yeah. You, you, the world's your oyster. I think Votan are amazing. So I am curious to see if I'm still right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on to Necrons, who saw, I, I suppose, net nerfs in. Yeah, they got punched right in the secondaries too, which yeah. wasn't great. Yeah, they did. I mean, the secondaries needed to get needed to get adjusted. Um, oh, I don't for know, sure. I don't know how the. Um, I don't know how the, um, what was I going to say? The detachment goes for them. Because I feel like the detachment's pretty kind to them. Ask them about detachment. Because they want to, they get to pay our CP and take their two Catan now, um, instead of having to take another patrol. Anyway, I think they're right. Sorry? I said they had, like, loads of CP anyway. That's 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 real true. Um, Necron Warriors being 11 points per model, is that a notable change? I just, like, don't, no one tell Liam that that happened. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, but I mean, a bunch of stuff I could, I would have expected to go up. Didn't I? Thought scarabs could easily go up five points of base and still yeah, be fine. They just, they just didn't. Stay also, ghost arcs went down fifteen points. <laughs> yeah, tomb blades went down two points per model. Praetorians went down two points per model. Might see Praetorians again. Twenty points for Praetorian yep. is not bad. A uh, bunch of other stuff. Death marks down two, probably not it. The uh, triarch stalk is down ten, probably not it. Uh, yeah. Anything notable here? Uh, Doomsday arcs. Yeah, finally. No. 
Yeah, slightly cheaper. <laughs> Still very unreliable, uh, but cheaper. Exceptionally unreliable. Uh, Ghost Ark's down 15. Now, that is a thing, because when you couple yeah, together the Warrior change with the Ghost Ark change, that's actually quite a lot of savings if you go that way, yeah? It's a huge amount, right? It's 15 from just the Ark, and then you get another 20 from the squad. Mm-hmm. That's 35 points per, like, you know, combo of them. Yeah, dude, exactly right. And then I, I'm if there's anything that's going to farm you a bunch of CP during the game for Necrons, 20 Warriors... We'll just kill characters. We'll just, uh, you know, go and get you quarters. Yeah, the opponent's deployment zone or yeah. shooting up, you know, units. Yeah. Dude, get, beh- get behind enemy lines. Put the five-up invuln on them and then freaking veil them into your opponent's deployment zone and just be like, you want to stop me getting like four CP every turn, you know, one one per turn the rest of the game? Turn around half your army and, and deal with me. Um, yeah. Pretty, yeah. Deal pretty with me fun. In one activation or suffer. Yes, or I'm just going to spider web out and start taking down banners and stuff. Um yeah, I'm quietly okay with where Necrons are at. I think it's a net nerf, though, right? Yeah, for sure. Their overall standing is much lower. Like, I think they're the, probably the most nerfed in terms of relative standing of anything yet. Yeah, because I mean, they still got very weak rules. It was just, it was just the best secondaries in the game keeping them going. Yeah, they have their art. Their codex is not like categorically the weakest. Mm. Uh, jumping over to orcs, any thoughts here? Oh man, I think orcs is like top three army in the game. Me too. Um, they just, like, lots of stuff went down, and that obviously bodes super well for an army that already was not terribly expensive. Um, did loads, they did benefit, loads go down? What'd you say? I don't think I don't think loads went down. Uh, knobs went down. Yep. And you can make those truck boys, and those dudes hurt super bad now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do, you know, that's a thing you can do there's like they have like a decent amount of stuff that went down just like little bits here and there yeah um it's not that they got like gigantic point reductions writ large it's more that their ap1 in general matters a lot more now they are the biggest Um, backhand buffs buffed army i think like directly they didn't get a bunch of buffs but the the change of the game state and the way we're going to play and the arcs of omen detachment plus the one cp get two war bosses i think it's freaking huge yeah it's all big deal their secondaries are still amazing like yeah orcs are in a really really good spot i think uh, the only stuff that saw like significant drops is now you pay 330 points for your coconut and 315 for your morconaut uh it's but all fun but, games until they randomly make them too cheap <laughs> i know uh but when you're talking about like 250 for a freaking um repulsor executioner yeah, repulsor executioner. yeah it's, it's, not, it's pretty stupid it's not still. the same thing um, yeah but yeah the knobs i i would not be surprised to see one like fatty unit of truck knobs um i think that could yeah, be a good thing slamming real hard now mm-hmm. absolutely uh next up we are getting close to the end here we have tau and then i think we have what two other factions or is it just needs after this uh, uh tau, no, G- gsc gsc yeah yep. um tau my man not many changes but pretty significant what did change uh yeah their their cold star commanders i mean their commanders in general went up yep their crisis in general went yep. up their Ethereal went up by 10. Yep, Crute went up. Seven seven points per model is still fine for Crute, though, right? Yeah, it's okay. I mean, like, the Tau still exists, so they haven't been nerfed enough, but the the nerfs aren't terrible. Because, like, one of the things with this is that I think Tau's overall... So, like, I, relative to most of my friends that I talk to the game about, am colder on Tau than they are. Um, But I really think that without the... Sun Sharks to play the Alpha Strike because of the data slate changes that planes have to start in reserve. 
I think that they're much less scary as an army. Tau that have to play like a reasonable tempo game and can't just end your life turn one for free yeah. Yeah. are a much different army. So I, I agree with that sentiment. I think they are net nerfed, but very minimally, I think, overall. Yeah, I think uh, they can still win very large events. I just think that it, it takes like now it, it very much reduces the pool of people that are able to do that. Yeah, it's true. It's not it's not just cool. I, I took the meta army and I went first in the game. You're in, dead. in the games that I needed to. Um what I would say is that I think there is a bunch of quiet net bust to a bunch of their medium units. The stuff that had just like innate rent one, rent two guns. Um, because yeah. it, it was just, okay, cool. Take your crisis, take your riptide. If it doesn't have rent three or better, don't take the gun. Um, right. Now, flamers, burst cannons, all that stuff, the, the cyclic ions, they do amazingly good work um, into just in, into everything now. So I think that is a really good um, new lease on life for a bunch of the middle tier units for them. I think a lot of the burst cannon stuff was already doing well, but a lot of that was more of a elf counter than it was Correct. that it was like yeah. broadly good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I saw them like absolutely hellaciously destroy army after army, and then run into like Empress Children and just fold because they they couldn't hurt anything. Um, right. The Terminators walked up the table, got to the middle, game over. But uh, Tyranids is up next now. Now. now oh now. boy. Okay. 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 What is the new term for how bad Tyranids got done? So this, like, I've played some Tyranids. Um, this is actually, I think, the worst change I've seen GW make in the time that I've been playing. The changes to Tyranids are not, like, they don't even read like they're made with the purpose of balance. They're, like, no. vindictive. Correct. Um, so I don't think that Tyranids, unless you're, like, very specifically Eric, have a build. Like, all I of it's gone. Totally agree. I really wanted to see something similar to what they did to Drakari, where they, you know, took away their meta build and gave them fix, you know, and gave them nerfs at the same time. Not so heavy-handed. I wanted to see them learn from that. Like, cool, let's do what we do Drakari, but let's not make so big a changes that we get Thick City. Um, right. Let's learn from that and do something similar to that. Like, what I wanted to see them do is just the most of the nerfs that they did drop the little bugs by a point, a point, one point even would be enough. Yep. Like it, w it would be enough to give tyranny players some hope that G dub still wants their faction to exist. Like, <laughs> cause right yeah. now every indication you have is that G dub wants you to like literally bury your yeah, tyranny in, in the backyard. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, put them on the shelf and forget they exist. There's nothing there. There's literally nothing. They went from the best army in the game to, I don't know if they have a viable 2000 point army. Yeah. I don't, like I haven't, you know, spent a bunch of time trying over much, but like the it's like literal smoking ruin. Like mm. anything that was a build is not now. The funniest thing ever, yeah, was do trying to do a little bit of research for this for for Tyranids, so I had some talking points being like, Yeah, cool, wish they did this, wish they did that. This one was kind of fair enough, I guess. And then realizing they put Hive Guard up by five points. And I laughed at yeah, my freaking head. What? <laughs> Yeah, you already killed this uh, this this unit twice. Why did you need to kick its corpse? Like, <laughs> yeah. just like disrespectful. It was so funny, so funny. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, some very reasonable stuff happened. Like, you know, heavy venom cannons going up fifteen. The harpy didn't go up. That's probably like. But then, but then they're one of the only flyers that went up in cost when flyers got unanimously worse in the, um, yep. the data slate and the. the Thing you think changes? Um, Turva gone up twenty points. Uh, Winged Hive Tyrant up twenty points. That's that one's absolutely fair enough. Um, but then to I don't after, think that needed to happen with the overrun change. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But I'm never sure 
because because this document exists for six months and the balanced data site exists for three months, I'm yeah, never sure if they're doing this with some foresight, you know? And I'd like yeah. to believe that they are, but I'm pretty sure they're not. Um, I don't know with nids, man. Nids got done dude, bad. Absolutely done. The worst one. Uh, so imagine you're an art, you're a unit, yeah? You're not that durable. You're pretty pricey for what you do, and you have one phase where you do above average damage. What am I? You are a floating brain bug. You are a zoanthrope. Sick. Yeah. 50 points per model for a medium durability, good mortal wound output unit. That's all they did. They couldn't punch, couldn't shoot. That's all they did. 50 points, pretty reasonable. 55, sure. 60, too much. They hit him up to 70. They're dead. They're absolutely freaking dead. Yep. Yeah, unbelievable. You take yeah, I don't I was gonna say like maybe you take a unit for the imperative, but maybe just don't play nids instead. Don't play like, nids, yeah. Actually go play GSC. Do it. Yeah. Go play GSC. Yeah. Do it. They're so much more rewarding. Moving on to GSC, because yeah. I I'm sad talking about Tyranids. I wanted them to be nerfed and nerfed severely. They got the biggest nerf of the edition. Yeah. I don't I don't understand. I yeah, when I said earlier that Necrons had the biggest fall from grace, I misspoke because I <laughs> wiped nids from my memory that's how bad they got they're, nerfed they were already deleted have you yeah. ever played gsa as or against uh as as a little bit when i was helping um mr lanigan tj get ready for lvo last year dude i think you'd enjoy it i think they'd be right up your alley if they were melee focused in their best build i would be playing them right now ah <laughs> uh, who cares about their best build play whatever you want <laughs> yeah, but I want I like to I like to do the winning, Adam. <laughs> yeah, fair. Anyway, what has changed here? Uh loads of stuff went down. That part's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um so where I think we'll see GSC fit now and as far as like a meta wrinkle goes, because GSC is just not a high play rate army, right? Like yeah. there's like they're probably one of the lowest play rate armies in the entire game, even when they're amazing. Um my understanding is that before I started uh, Muscle Beach was pretty universally regarded as the best army in the game Correct. and still yeah. was not commonly played. No, it's, it still wasn't, right? Uh, there's a lot of reasons why. It's it's like them and Admech are the two least played armies. Maybe them, Admech and Harlequins are um, the two mm-hmm. least played armies in the game for a multitude of different reasons. Like Harlequins is very hobbity pro- prohibitive. A lot of people won't pick it up if they don't think they can paint it well. And they, right. you know. Um, GSC, like if, I don't know how it is in the States, but this is such an expensive army for people to physically buy in australia it's insane mm-hmm. um the 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 tax of the the coin purse for australians is absolutely nuts to try and play gsc and admec which is why you never see big win rates out of them you, you know? don't see it very commonly yeah and i i, I want to say that's worldwide plus these are the two um the two i just reeled off admec and gsc are two of the newest factions in the game um right yeah and they've never had like a big real cheap way to get a bunch of them um, mm-hmm. which I think something the Custodes did, because they, they came, you initially got them in the first box set with the um, the Mark III Space Marine kits. For this, uh, this, yeah, this last battle box or whatever that Custodes had is amazing. It's, it's like incredible. an entire army it's box. Yeah. It's like 200 bucks. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. You got the whole, you got like almost 2,000 points. Um, it's nuts. Yep. And like GSC and Adbeck have kind of never had that way of just like one click cool, got most of an army. Um, but right. they got a bunch of, bunch of sweeping changes. Aberrants are down three points per model. Aberrants are down, Abominant is down 10. Ha, still won't see it. Uh, yep, but they, they don't pay for any of their familiars anymore. And most of their war gear stayed the same or went down. I don't know of anything that went up in points. The jackals did. Uh, it was exactly like, right. The yep. jackals, like, kind of technically, basically, just have to pay for the power weapon now. Is be- probably the best way to look at that. Um, yes. Well, the grenade launcher as well. The grenade launcher is now free, 
Um, yep. And the so are the power weapons. So if you take the power yep. weapons and the grenade launchers, you're saving points. Essentially, and if I'm not mistaken, jackals get flamers as well, or maybe that was the troops I'm thinking of. No, it's the, the, um, wolf, the wolf quad has a um. Oh a yeah, that's generator, and they're free now as well. So they went up six yep. points, but if you took the flame out, you save four points in total in the exchange. So they kind of went sideways with that unit. Those incinerators are uh, like mining weapons. Those things hurt so bad with Dude, plus one damage. They're a problem, man. They're a problem. Yeah. Um, Goliath, you know, cash at the demo charges are free now on on yep. your rock grinders. So it's a couple yeah, of different pieces. Yeah. Um, but net bonus. I mean, we talked about we've talked about GSC being a skewed a bit into being a shooting army, and all their guns actually got net better. Um, yeah, way yeah. better. Net, net, the net size makes now just. End your life if you're a marine. Absolutely, do they? They still they stay the same on the Akos. I'm sorry, on the Neos. They're still 15 points per model, but they're just better. Uh, but Neos are cheaper too. Like the Neos, yeah. like everything else on the Neos is cheaper. Everything else is exactly right. So if you were taking a grenade launcher, you're saving five points. Stubber saving five points. Um, it's literally just the mining laser and the seismics. Well, the two heavy weapons didn't go up. Um, right. But hey, Webers are free now as well. There's a lot of little Woo-hoo. bits and pieces you can do there to make them exciting. Uh, yes, but sir. yeah. Net positive for the GSC. The only issue I think the GSC might have is that all the guns that they hate, all the the strength five, strength six, yeah, the the Reaper auto cannon mm-hmm. stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to be back on the menu. So we'll see if that becomes uh, the thing that holds them back. Dude, that is the end of the review. We could go into the Forge World stuff, but I don't, none of it changed, so we're not gonna. <laughs> yeah, it's not super important. So who cares? Uh, oh, the analyst went down thirty. That is funny. It's that not good, funny. but it's funny. Uh, Matt has been joking about uh, running three of them for the lols because um, I believe it. I told him like as long as you can get them there, like please do not put them on a plane and try and fly them over to us. <laughs> you'll get them out of the bag in pieces. Yeah, yeah, you'll get what was once a tantalus. A tantalus, yeah. Now it needs it needs saving. All right, uh, but that is the end of the review here. I 100% told you guys at the start it wouldn't be exhaustive and we wouldn't catch it all. Um, if we have missed some spicy bits, please chuck it up in the comments, guys. Do for, uh, absolutely forgive us if we didn't get around to it because there is a lot to talk about. Um, but man. Anything else you'd like to say before we move on to our juicy part two? Uh, no, I think that's it. Um, looking forward to doing the uh, the broad spectrum view of like where we think this is going to go. That's right. And we're going to talk about who we think are the three best armies in the game, who are the three worst armies in the game, and why, what you want to take in your new Arcs of Omen lists, where things get really spicy for some factions and not so spicy for others. Got a couple of questions. Um our, our man, uh, Tony V, is going to unleash uh, the V and give us a little bit of a rant as well about something that's been irking him. And uh, yeah, we'll catch us over there. Anthony, would you like to plug again on the way out? Yes, sir. I am an Art of War coach. Please check me out at the Art of War website, as well as check me and my close friends and good buddies out at stat-check.com. Thanks, guys. Beautiful. Uh, I can't believe we didn't talk about the Tesseract arc going on going down in points. People are going to really land bases for that. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under. A content review podcast for Warhammer 40k. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.